0: Hi and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast, I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Five Feet Apart in today's review episode. I can show you the world, just take a look through my eyes. I got a chance to uh, go see Five Feet Apart, Wednesday, uh, it was uh, one of the special early screenings uh, at AMC, I mean, just normal ticket sort of thing. Uh, but before we get into Five Feet Apart, uh, I just watched Triple Frontier, which is a Netflix film It came out this past weekend, wanted to briefly mention that, not going to be too long, not going to get into any spoilers or anything. Uh, I would kind of describe it as the town meets Lone Survivor. I really like the town. I think Lone Survivor is fine, uh, and and Triple Frontier is pretty good. Um, it, relative to uh, you know a lot of the other Marvel or, uh, Netflix movies, it's a pretty good movie. I was into it. I was in with the drama. The intrigue, Um, it it really, it had a heightened but realistic and gritty feel to it. Uh, You know, about halfway through the movie, I wasn't really sure what the goal was. I wasn't sure what the trajectory was going to be. And uh, there's about, there's not a thing that happens, maybe hour, hour five, hour ten minutes in, uh, that kind of sets the stage for the final half of the film. And uh, that was, it was pretty thrilling, I-, I won't lie, it was it was pretty enjoyable, you know, it's a strong cast, uh, you know, between um, Ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac, Charlie Hunnam, Pedro Pascal, Garrett Headland, you know, uh, of all the, you know, white guys that look the same, Charlie Hunnam, I think, is the most talented actor of the bunch, uh, it's good to see him here. I thought he did well. Uh, it's it's more Oscar Isaac and Affleck's film for the most part. Uh, so Hunnam, Pascal, and Headland kind of get a little la- smaller amount of screen time. They don't quite get as much to do as far as character moments are concerned. But all five really did a great job, and I thought the the action, the pace, the the. The specific, you know, sequencing of events And how everything plays out Felt really, felt realistic Felt honest, felt true to You know, each of these characters And their backgrounds And their uh, expertise in the military and, and whatnot So, you know, it's it's not I don't, I mean, even if this came out in theaters I don't know that it was gonna do Lone Survivor numbers Or, or Lone Survivor Oscars Chances and stuff But that said, I think it's a very enjoyable film, P- totally great uh, action and and strong performances, I and mean, I think uh, worth a ch- worth a watch, worth a look, worth a look if you're so inclined. Just nothing to do. But that said, let's move on to the actual uh, review for today's episode, which is five feet apart. Five feet apart. This is, Huh. um. So, this is kind of falling into the uh, Fault in Our Stars genre of films, Uh, tragic teen film, uh, fatal female, uh, but fatal everybody, kind of. uh, You know, it takes Fault in Our Stars, which, you know, if I remember it correctly, pairs two teenagers who have cancer and ups the stakes, kind of, uh, to cystic fibrosis, which is only worse because if two people have cystic fibrosis and cough in the general direction of each other, it could kill them. Uh, quite quite terrible, quite tragic, quite dangerous. And, and the film follows Haley Lou Richardson, who I adore, who I love as Stella. Uh, she, her best friend, played by Moises Arias, Poe, and uh, both have cystic fibrosis. And then they meet a 3rd cfer uh played by Cole Sprouse, who is Will. And the three of them all occupy the same hospital, you know, a few doors away from each other. They can't get within six feet of each other. And, uh, you know, who who knows your illness better than somebody who also has it? Uh, that's That's the stage set. Um, the film kind of plays out like this Romeo and Juliet story. You have two people who literally can't be together, wanting to be together, in a roundabout sort of way. Moises Arias, uh, as well as uh, the doctors, nurses, family members that and friends that show up throughout the film. Um, Arias, most of all, you know, he he's fantastic. I thought Arias did a really good job uh, as Poe, uh, but then the rest of the Peripheral characters, you know, they pop in, they they make sure everyone's okay, they run interference, they provide a roadblock for the couple, etc, etc. Uh, mostly get kind of lost in the shuffle. Uh, Kimberly Herbert Gregory, who plays Nurse Barb, and Perminda Nagra, who plays Dr. Noor Hamid, uh, being the most prominent of the supporting minor supporting cast. And here here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is this is why. When you got when you look at like the Fault in Your Stars, Fault in Our Stars, yes, you're starting that movie from a place of these people have cancer. Uh, and uh, you know, that's a pretty crappy starting point. But because of the level of attachment that you can still have with someone with cancer, because you can physically touch them, because they can, you know, have those experiences, you can go out in the world, you can um, exist in reality, it just sucks. Uh, There's a lot more space to find more drama and and ratchet up the stakes in a movie like The Fault in Our Stars. Five Feet Apart, which starts out with a main character who, despite a, a... positive outlook on life uh, has a condition where she literally quite literally cannot get within six feet of another person with the same disease as her uh, for fear of dying and those stakes are very difficult to overcome and the film tries to do it and can't quite get there most of the time because the stakes are kinda of the same at the first scene as they are at the last scene, which is, if I touch, you know, if we hold hands, if if I breathe on you, if we we cough in each other's dir- direction at the wrong time, game over. Like, that's it, dead. And, and that's horrifying, but it's horrifying the whole time. So, yes, the, the stakes are very high, but they're high from the beginning, it's a pretty plateaued film in that respect. The one or two times where things spike is when we really dive into the personal stakes outside of the disease itself. Uh, this mostly refers to Stella, Haley R- Lou Richardson, who has a lot of backstory, a lot of... Um, baggage outside of her disease and in some cases due to her disease but that relates to other people you know when they when she brings up uh her sister her parents and and the bridges burned and the relationships involved with them then it gets a little more exciting it gets a little more involved uh than previously you know when we're talking about her relationship with Moises Arias her best friend you know that that's more powerful. But every time it's just her and Cole's brows, just Stella and Will, and their plight of, we can't get close enough to each other, I kind of didn't care. Because it's the same stakes that they had at the beginning. They could not get close to each other. The first time they meet, the nurse comes in and she's like, you guys gotta be six feet apart. And... Every time they're together, you guys got to be. We got to stay six feet apart. We got to be six feet apart. We got to be, and just over and over and over and over and over again. And and you know, hey, I think that's gonna work for some people, for sure. But I I found it, just uh, you know, it doesn't doesn't quite overcome the limitations of of the narrative. Uh... <laughs> What did work, like I said, was the personal drama, so, and and, and a lot of that is due to Haley Lou Richardson, I, she's in Columbus, if you haven't seen Columbus, I highly urge it, I know last time I checked, I even considered lo- looking it up, it was on Hulu, I don't know if that's still true, but she's absolutely incredible in it. Um, she was in *Support the Girls* last year uh, in a supporting role. Uh, she's one of the other girls that's not um, uh, that's not Anya Taylor Joy in *Split*, which was which is good. She's uh, a best friend in *Edge of 17 She's been pretty great in everything I've seen her in, and this is no exception. Uh, the writing is pretty. Standard and straightforward and uninspired, but Richardson and Arias especially elevate that writing. Hey, just a lot of the dialogue and a lot of the conversations are just bland. They're you know one back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and and. Quippy and and standard and based on these characters as they've they're kind of set up at the beginning, uh, you know, Will Cole Sprouse comes across you know comes across way too uh, enlightened in most <laughs> a lot of for for the kind of character he is, whereas Haley Richardson doesn't come across quite as i don't know she she elevated in, in a sense in how her character talks but when it's coming from her when you know they they supposedly based on the behind the scenes featurette that played at the end of the film she and and all the kids were really given a lot of room to to stretch their characters out and and i guess theoretically improvise uh, where they wanted to and that really shows with Richardson and Arias especially I think they both did a great job elevating their characters above what they could have been you know as flat as they could have been you know Richardson really gives Stella three dimensions and Arias really gives uh, Poe a heart and uh, 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 uh this this I don't know just just this quality of Not quite mystery, but just curiosity uh, and not not within himself, but what watching him you you want to know more about him and we get these kind of little snippets and uh, asides and, and throwaway comments from him that really do a great job of establishing who he is and, and other things outside of the hospital because all the movie does take place in the hospital. There are a couple scenes on the roof of the hospital. Uh, one sequence uh, outside the hospital but other than that everything is in the hospital as it would be you know as it, as it, as you would expect three kids who you know have a, 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 just a a tray's worth of pills to take every day and constant medical attention needed there's very little uh, room to kind of stretch out outside of the hospital, however, I think uh director Justin baldoni this is the first film he's made uh does a decent job of of giving the hospital enough room and and space and character in and of itself to feel like. We aren't quite as confined as we think we are. Uh, he he's able to convince us slightly, somewhat that the uh, that, that they're not quite as trapped as we want them to be. Not want them to be as we think that they are. Sorry, you know they do go to uh, around. You know they. Uh, Stella likes to visit the NICU um, to see all the babies. You know, she likes that. Uh, Like I said, you know, Will likes to go up on the roof. Um, Poe, you know, goes, has a skateboard and such. And all these things kind of give the film more of like a, I don't know, kind of like a scrubs vibe every once in a while which I didn't mind I, I didn't dislike that angle but it did ultimately kind of work against this uh, this this sort of permeating pulsing narrative of okay we we have the, the whole point of the movie in in theory is to... Find a way for these two characters to be together. For Will and Stella to be together. And when the mood lightens, it kind of diminishes the notion that there's so much they have to overcome. And I wouldn't say that that is a bad thing, except for how... Stella is characterized, and she is characterized as someone that has to always be in control. She is characterized as someone who is pretty anal and um does require that 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 power over things in her life. You know, you see it when she's arranging her pills, when she's, you know, she maps out every single thing in her to-do list. She's creating an app uh, on the computer. She's learned French. You know, she's done all these things, and she's so controlled and concise. And then, for for the, you know, the movie doesn't make it a point to say that. You know, it's the point is not for her to lose control and for her to relinquish some of that control. You know, that's not where this movie's goal is. Uh, it's more about sort of redirecting that control, if that makes any sense. Uh, You know, she has a line at one point um, that says, I think it says to the effect of, I am living for my treatments, not taking my treatments so that I can live. And I think that's kind of what the movie is one of the thi- one of the many things, I guess, that the movie is trying to say, uh, and it does so well enough. <laughs> I, I would say it. I think the problem is that the ending doesn't quite uh, succeed in showing me that that theme is is running true. Uh, we we do we get a pretty bittersweet ending, and ultimately it felt like too safe i think baldoni and, and i guess i mean i guess this is adapted from a book i don't know how the book ends if it ends the same way but it did feel like he didn't i felt like there were three paths and he took the middle one because it was the easiest to resolve and that's fine and it, it, but it's not challenging and it doesn't, you know, push the viewer to, to really consider what's going on and it doesn't really give them um any kind of meaningful ending. I don't know. It, it, it's like I'm trying. To, I can't really talk about it without and not be in specifics and make it sound better. Um, it's like if meh. I don't know. It, it, you can't. You 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 set up these characters who from the very beginning were like you could die. This 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 this. So. I think you kind of have to go into with the expectation that if none of them do die then they're going to come very close to it there's going to be a scare at some point there's going to be a moment where it's like oh no like this is really bad (laughs) Uh, you know some sort of sort of near-death experience if not quite death and the film approaches that notion in the safest way possible. If and maybe I don't know, maybe that's saying too much, but it did kind of frustrate me because you know, in the last maybe 20 25 minutes of the movie, it felt like okay, well, so and so this is going to happen to so and so, this is going to happen to so and so, this is going to happen to so and so, and it pretty much did. Um, film also features one of my least favorite tropes, which is um, a frozen body of water, and a character saying, oh, it's fine. It's completely frozen over. Um, I just, I I cannot... It's too easy to say, to just like have a character on a body of water that's frozen over and then fall in. We've seen that how many times? And... I think you know breakthrough that the comes out in like a month and a half. That's literally all it's based on. That is the plot of breakthrough: is a character falls in the ice, and uh, is rescued. It happens in this movie. I've seen it in a bunch of other things, and I, I really could not be more tired of that. Trip, that that specific specific scene. I think it's silly, and especially when you have characters who know so much better. <laughs> and even if the implication here is that they're taking more risks or they're they're living dangerously and, and such, I didn't buy that change. I, I didn't buy that change. Uh, you know, Stella's sister is a risk taker, as we find out in the movie. And the, you know, kind of in the sense of, well, Stella can't really do a lot of these things, so I'm gonna, you know, go harder for her. And and it's at at one point and one side it's kinda like, oh well that's nice but kinda shitty because <laughs> now you're just doing more things that Stella can't do. But she, you know, films herself skydiving and like how that's and and it's just for her sister. And that's super sweet. And I, I thought that was really nice. But I never got the sense that Stella wanted all that stuff. And every time she's vulnerable, every time she's, you know, being honest with herself or with somebody else, she doesn't really come across as wanting to go skydiving, wanting to go, you know spelunk I don't know, spelunking, diving, whatever. You know, travel the world, sure. But but parasailing you know that's not that doesn't come up that's not what happens i will say uh i, I you know i do think the film is below average you know it's probably going to end up in the low 40s roughly for me but one scene really did stick out to me and i won't really get into it cuz it does kind of happen it happens in the second half of the movie but it takes place between will and stella and it's the two of them kind of how do, I, how do I say this? Uh it's the two of them kind of opening up to each other. And there's very it starts out as a very sweet moment, sweet scene, and kind of it grows into in this weird direction where it ends up being very morose and uh, very uh, very sad, very upsetting, very difficult for both of them, um, and it, it has that for maybe ten seconds. We we move in that direction, and then all of a sudden we, we turn back, and uh man, I wish we hadn't turned back in that scene. Uh We we turn away from the morose, and, and into sort of light and fun again, and I just, I mean, you know, obviously I don't have a disease that puts me in any kind of position that this does, or have ever had anything similar, but I think the light mood is an intent, is intended to kind of say, oh, well, they've had this for their lot, whole lives. They know exactly, you know, they've been told that they were going to die, you know, who knows how many times. And at that point, eventually, it kind of wears off. Eventually, you can't just... It doesn't make you feel anything. And... I think that's an interesting angle. Film doesn't accomplish it, doesn't a- address that enough. you know it, it presents that as you know, oh look uh, one of the early scenes is Stella, you know what would I do without you? And the nurse says, "You'd die <laughs> And they both have a laugh about it and you're like, that's true, which is fun and really does set the stage for yeah these these kids have known this for their whole lives and know that it could come crashing down any second but at the same time if you're making that statement you have to say something with it you know you have to achieve something with that theme and and i don't think five feet apart really does it doesn't use that to its advantage it more uses it just to make the film less dour and that's kind of inconsequential one of the things, I haven't really d- touched on, is Cole Sprouse, uh, who kind of left acting for a while. Uh, apparently, he's back on Riverdale, uh, on the CW, which I don't watch. But he's pretty wooden in this. Um, uh, he's he's really outclassed by Haley Lou Richardson every time they're together um he doesn't quite have as much control as she does and he's playing a far more stereotypical character than she is and still can't really do it uh he's outclassed by Ari Arius Arias in their scenes together which are far fewer but still um you know he comes across, he's this dark brooding jerk you know kind of a character for some of it. Not always, but some of the time. Most of the time. And that doesn't really give us a lot to work with. And he plays it just so straight and so unconvincingly. Um I don't know. I didn't really like Cole Sprouse in this. He was I don't know, he was okay at best, but most of the time uh, he was underwhelming, so, um, yeah, I don't know, Uh, so I mentioned that there was a, an end, uh, after the credits, there was a behind the scenes, I think, I'm sure, I think that was only for the early screening I saw on Wednesday, but it was nice, uh, in that, to see how the actors felt about their roles, and felt about the movie, and uh, you know Haley Lou Richardson mentioned really enjoying recording the YouTube videos uh, that her character makes and they talk about you know, really wanting this movie to speak to um, just how lucky so many of us are that we can touch the people we love and that we can embrace them and hug them and and be close to them and You know, she I think I mean, they are all kind of saying that, and the director, you know, was maybe the most vocal about hitting home on that point. But when you look at though the the, the character the three characters of of Poe, Stella, and will, the only one, yes, that's, that's not true the the predominant one that suffers from this separation is stella N- the will really does it doesn't come through him you know obviously he wishes that he and stella were closer together sure but you don't feel it from him you don't feel the separation you don't feel the that anxiety you don't feel that distance and in Moise, and in poe and Moises Arya's character it comes across in one or two scenes. Uh, there's one scene in particular where you can really feel it, but it's it's kind of on the nose. It's all in Haley Lou Richardson and her performance. And again, I don't think this is a good movie, but it's it's potentially worth seeing for her. And I think every performance she gives is is worth seeing that I've seen. I think this is number five, maybe six. Six, yeah, this is number six. Um, She's just, just great, and uh, worth watching. So, uh, that's kind of it. Not going to get into spoilers. You know, movie, at least as me recording this, hasn't even made its official premiere yet, and when I release this, it will barely have been out in theaters, so no spoilers, thank you for listening to today's episode, it means a lot if you would like to support the show uh, first and foremost, head over to iTunes, rate, review uh, subscribe like, all those things if you would like to support the show on patreon.com slash circleoffilm uh, you can support the show for as little as 8 cents an episode Uh, ultimately the goal being more episodes every week. Uh, if we hit some of those goals, you can find more shows on iTunes as well as the website circleoffilm.com, uh, which also has uh, reviews, top ten lists, uh, Circle of Film Awards, things like that, a bunch of stuff. You can follow me, find me on Twitter at circleoffilm, letterboxed at circleoffilm, uh, or send me an email, at gmail.com uh, About anything and everything. Uh, especially if you happen to have a top movie list that includes a hundred or more films in it. I would love to see that, um, most of all. Thank you for listening, and as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same good night. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fails. Or lost without a trace Nothing's gone forever, only out of place. So long farewell O be the same. Wait, Wait a minute. Wait a minute So long farewell.